Welcome to Girl Talk with your host, Melissa Ann. Girl Talk is that show which discusses the real issues black women face being a mom, a dad, a wife, a girlfriend, a sister, a co-worker, a therapist, or whatever hat black women wear on any particular day. Why? Because black women are just dope. Without further ado, here is your host, Melissa Ann. Welcome to Girl Talk with the boys' new season, Who This? We had a great season last year talking about relationships, and we thought we'd kick it up a notch and, and actually have some really strong topics this season. You're going to hear from us talking today about lifting as we climb and what that means, not only in a corporate environment, but what it means for us as individuals. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the charities that any of you can support during this holiday season. Many people are without in this, I don't know what type of economy to say it is, but a struggling economy. People are hurting and they're hurting silently. So wanted to throw out some charities that you can go donate to. We are going to go donate to, the, to those charities as well. And then, you know, we want to throw in some tidbits. So our resident finance person is on deck to talk a little bit about how you could better yourself in the finance world. But without further ado, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm going to start up here with Brother Raz, a.k.a. <laughs> Let's just stick with Brother Razbo. You can call me Brother, you can call me Razbo, or you can call me Brother Razbo. They all work. All right, Kai, a.k.a. Today is Kaizu. Kaizu. Because <laughs> I'm coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and last but not least, Roosevelt, <laughs> a.k.a. My name is Suck. Or you can call me Mr. Or you can call me Mr. 8000. Mr. 8000. <laughs> the, the, the guy from the character on the, on the, the Flintstones, the great kazoo, is making fun of me. Man. So listen, there are a ton of current events that I don't know where we even begin or pick up. Did you guys vote? Yes, oh, yeah. No doubt. People suffered and died to get, that, to get that right. Word up. All right. Rock the vote. You gotta be part and of the process. How you feel about the how you feel about the candidate? I mean, it's not really about the candidates, I don't think, at this point, unfortunately. Well, yeah, it kinda is. is. It is. <laughs> you know what we really need to do? I mean, seriously, what we really need to do? All the candidates that you voted you you voted for make sure that they did everything that they said they were going to do. If they're not they're doing not going what to do exactly everything. explicitly what they said to do, well, well not, not everything, but they got to get some of the things that they said on their platform. Because if they don't, we need to vote them out. We just can't be blindly voting down the line or voting for this or voting that. We, we got to start making some of these politicians accountable to some of the needs that we have. As a community, what we need, we need an equal opportunity to financing for businesses. We need equal opportunity to financing to have jobs, um, same educational opportunities. You know, they're, they're, I mean, we're doing better, but we're still behind the eight ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Which leads us to the next topic, right? Lifting as you climb. So you're saying that you have a lot you don't need anymore, but how are you bringing others up with you? Personally, myself, I've, I've taken four young gentlemen I do, do mentor, and one young lady, four gentlemen and one young lady, and I mentor them along as far as, as, far as business principles, how to conduct their finances, and more or less how to, how to more or less pull themselves up to not just so much make money, to understand how money what money is, and once you understand how money works, then you can actually make money. Because a lot of times we don't even have an understanding of how our banking system works. How money works? That's a, a, I mean big, that's important. I, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big I'm a big supporter of mentoring. Big okay. supporter of mentoring. Mentoring, okay. Kaizu. <laughs> It's Kaizu. Kaizu? <laughs> Kaizu. <laughs> not saying it like that. Kaizu. God bless you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I help run a nonprofit up in Detroit. So that's how I give back. Uh, and we focus on STEM disciplines, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and throw A in there for STEAM, for the arts. And so, I mean, anything from learning the discipline of programming, project management, Python programming, networking to cloud computing, to how to be a dentist and how to start your own business as an entrepreneur. We touch all of those avenues. And you would look at the city of Detroit and think, this place is hopeless, but those kids are really hungry and they're gonna be the ones to turn that city around and help us come up as a country, filling the pipeline for these STEM disciplines. That's dope. Fill in the pipeline. Brother Rasbo? Well, I find myself doing uh, the uplifting uh, naturally. Um, there's no there's no formal thing that I have going on like my man Kai or my man Doc, right? But at the same time, people come to me. They see, they see what I'm doing, they see how I'm moving, and they, they look for advice. So I start the, I, a lot. Of, a lot of times, folks are starting from the very beginning. They're starting from a place of they don't see themselves. They don't. They don't actually. They haven't really wrapped their heads around the fact that they can be financially even stable, let alone financially independent. So the building blocks of that are what they need to be taught. Like say, just a, just a accumulation and. The, the simple things, I don't want to sound cliche, but just paying yourself first and setting aside a, a, a bag for yourself and leaving it alone, regardless of what happens. And then worrying about after that fact that you're doing that on a regular basis, how to manage that money in order for it to make more money for you, independently of you trading time for your money. So... It's those baby steps that I find myself spending tonight, give, boy. Give, giving back to, uh, especially young yeah. folks. You know, um, spending tonight, bro. That's the deal. That's that's and that's think, that's my place. And that's dope. And I think that it's not just young people; it's older people. And Doc, mm -hmm. when we get to your your point about financial wealth, you know, touch on what what net worth means. Because many of us don't really grasp net worth. 
I think we buy cars, we do all these different things and that depletes your net worth. Like you have a $200,000 house, you have $200,000 in the bank, and but you really have a net worth of zero because you still owe your house. But I don't think people still, people really grasp that part. I don't want to talk about it now. I really wanted to keep going with, do you think um, people are necessarily lifting as they're climbing? Do you find that in your own careers, people have helped you um, and really position themselves to get you where you are today? And who was, you don't have to say the name, but who was that one person? I, I, I mean, the good thing about me is just I can never, I can't, I can't say one person helped me out the most, but I can say there's a mm-hmm. lot of positive images. And probably the best thing about it is just that, um, there, I, I played a lot of athletics. I played a lot of different sport. So I always had positive men, whether it be Caucasian, Italian, um, African American. I always had men in my life to help more or less keep me straight. So that's probably the biggest thing that we need to do as a, as people is always. It's I'd like the whole. I hate to say it like this, but it does take a village to raise one kid. It does. It does. That's for sure. Yeah, I would say that. It's, yeah, it's, 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 this 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 thing is, isn't monolithic in terms of because it, it it took a village to get me where I am, and so. Um, but I would just say my, my favorite college professor at A&T, North Carolina A&T, Miss Brown. She was the one that looked at my records and started me on my journey, and she became one of my favorite professors. I even can think back all the way to high school. Um, one of my art teachers. He, he told me, it's not about who you know, but it's about who knows you. And there's little things like that, that, you know, as a kid growing up and just running into people, that just sticks with you. And you carry, and I'll tell you this one wild story. I was walking home from school, growing up in New York and Brooklyn. And apparently I was looking mean. Because, you know, growing up in New York, in the mean streets of New York, you can't be walking around looking too happy, right? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm walking down the street, right? And this dude, this old man was on the street. And he was like, yo, young man, what's wrong? Why you look so mad? I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? And he said, look, he said, let me tell you something. He says, nothing wrong with being nice to people because you never know who you're going to run into. And that shit stuck with me until this day. And I believe that one message has really shaped who I am in terms of just be nice to people. Choose to be nice. You can you can be an asshole. That's a choice. Right. You know, there's no you know you don't go outside and somebody sneezes in your face and you get assholeless. No, you choose to be that way. Choose to be nice. Yeah, Kahim, I think you you were set up to receive that message from someone. Who do you think you who who do you think set you up to receive that message? Before before it came to you, because there's some knuckleheads out there that would get that same that same word and not take heed to it. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, I just I was one of those kids growing up. You know, I I listened to wisdom. You know what I mean? I and I learned from other people's mistakes. Now that I make my own set of mistakes, hell yeah, I did. But, you know, I would see other mistakes and try to avoid that. And that shit just made sense. I was like, damn, you know, 
why do I, why do I have to walk around being looking mean and being big and bad? And that you know the shit has worked out for me, man. I you know I've had people reach out to me from high school saying, and I don't even remember this shit, Derek. Dude, you you just don't know how much joy and and pleasure you brought to the classroom because me and my brother was just going through so much. And you would just come to school every day and you just had everybody rolling and you just made it a great atmosphere. And we just appreciated you for that. And I was like, damn, you just really, you never know how you're impacting people. And that's exactly what the old guy said to me. I had no idea. This is, I'm a, I'm a grown man. This is 25, 30 years later and these dudes are telling me this. Hmm. That's good stuff. I can dig it. What about you, Brother Raz? Did Was there someone in particular, some individuals that, you know, lifted you while you were climbing or lifting you as you climbed? <laughs> there, there were many. Uh, I think the, the, the root of it is my family, my, my mother, my sisters. They set me up for success, you know. Um, they let me know what to look for in people that would help me along my journey. And I like, that's why I'm here today with, with all of you, you know, y'all are good people. Um, I've learned things and I've picked up on things from all of you and keeping people in my orbit that it helps, you know, it, that helped me that I can help also it's it's a ba- it's a back and forth, and it, I think that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to do. And, Dude, if you uh, hang out, if you hang out with nine losers, guess who's gonna be the top? <coughs> yeah. Pre- precisely. But if you hang out with nine winners, guess who's gonna be the tenth? And that's precisely. what I was gonna ask. Like, do you guys find like as you grow and as you mature and get older, does your circle um, get smaller? No, you know, it gets no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It gets bigger, but the the tight the tight circle, the the close knit, like who you really, really, really rock with, may get smaller. But our circle of influence, I find it grows. No, like as you you you. I'm not, I don't people. think she's talking about well circle of influence. She's talking about what you said about your the but people your you friend. rock with. That's a small circle. Yeah. 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 Oh, but yeah. your sphere, your sphere, of influence, your sphere of influence and the people you rock with that's in your small circle is two different things, in my opinion. At the same time, yeah, though, right. at the same time, though, that that um, it, it spikes out, I think, a little bit, because when you when you really rock with somebody, you you rock with the people that they rock with, like your core group. Nah, I don't. I don't just rock with. I'm not. If I if I come to DC um, and I'm hanging out with you. I'm not gonna automatically rock with you know your peoples. I gotta get to know them. That's just me. You, you threw a caveat yeah. in there. You said automatically. No, you said we rocks with the people that, like I rock with whoever you rock with. All right. Well, the potential in it is in there. Maybe that's a different conversation. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, it gets, I mean, it gets smaller. it's a part of this because like the people in your circle are want are wanting to see you go higher is what I'm driving at. And do you find that your, do you find that your circle is getting smaller of individuals that are influencing, you know, how you grow and, and are plotting you and, and doing all of the right things to ensure that 
continue to climb or do you have naysayers that are in your group too? You can't have naysayers. You can't have naysayers in the group because if you have naysayers in the group, you have a negative element. If you're trying to move in a positive direction and you have a group of people who are being negative, negative and positive, it, it, just, it just can't work together. It just can't be in the same, they can't coexist. It's either one or the other. And if you got if you got five guys who are trying to do great, and you got three guys who are trying to do bad, those three got to go. For sure, yeah. you you yeah. always have. To. I mean, I mean, people need to hear that. Like you running around with people that are are being it's a negative force, mm-hmm. and it's drive they're driving you in the wrong direction. <clears throat> people, you either been friends with them forever, or there's something that you like about them but they're really ripping you down. And that's why I was wondering if, you know, you've, we've all had those individuals in your in our circles. As you get older though, you find that some of that stuff doesn't matter and, and those people aren't as important and you start, you kind of move away from them. Do you I find w- that you guys have done that? I want to say this. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel as though people are disposable but at the same time, I feel as though some some people, depending on how they get down, you might have to disassociate yourself with for a time. I don't think it has to be permanent though. I think it could be a temporary thing, because there's there's been there's been plenty of times in my life where I've looked at a situation where I've had to remove myself from a person's sphere, but then after a time goes by, I I would like to int- reintroduce myself to that that sphere. And for no other reason than to to reconcile, then I'm I'm cool with that. I don't think I don't think it needs to be a permanent disassociation. But that's just me. Yeah, fair enough. It it it, 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 it all it, it all depends on the offense. It all depends on the offense. If it's a little thing, yeah, you know. But but if it's a big glaring error, you're like, yo, man, um, this little thing you're doing, it's really insignificant, but it could really hem us both up. Especially me, because I'm just standing next to you. That's what you got to understand. If someone's doing activities that not only can harm him and harm you, I mean, believe it or not, hmm. there are some people who just get on a destructive path. Things start going really well for them, and they can't take success. So they start doing things to sabotage their success. So while they're doing things to sabotage their, their success, by you standing next to them, now, like a prime example, we could be both. We could be both in um, a supermarket, and you know, you, you know, me and you are both doing well. We're making a lot of money. We're doing our jobs. We're, we're, we're you know, we're doing everything well. And the reality of it is, you can't just start eating stuff from the open from the from the fruit from the fruit tray. You can't start eating open open fruit. Technically, that's yeah. shoplifting. Yeah. But the thing is, well, though, yeah. people want if to do stuff like that to sabotage well, if they're criminals, yeah. I, I mean, I stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, but the yeah, thing is, though, but eating fruit like that? No, no, no. But the thing is, though, but no one, but no, but no one thinks eating pieces like, like you eat criminal. a couple of grapes. <laughs> no, but the thing you gotta understand is, walking by and eating some grapes, no one, no one, no one thinks that's criminal. But technically, that's shoplifting. That that's all. Nah, that's criminal. That, you can't be doing stuff like that. <laughs> Don't be doing that around me. You know what? I'm That's just crazy. telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. People do that all the time and don't think it's criminal. They just think it's taking some grapes. Yeah, you should disassociate. 
Should it be Since permanent? They had a few great. That does not mean that they're criminals. <laughs> you you could tell you could t- you got to tell them though. You got to be like, yo, stop eating the grapes in the daggone supermarket with me all the time. Otherwise, like I'm I'm not going to the supermarket with you anymore. And then it's over with. And we could we could hang we could hang out at like. We can go hang out bar. somewhere we else. Yeah, we, we can go, go to the bar. We can't go to the supermarket. Not together. Yeah. I mean, are you saying great, a bag of grapes? You saying three damn grapes? You getting ready to get? It don't make a. Food. It don't make a difference. Don't it be does. in a supermarket eating grapes. I don't grapes. see like if they they nah. chucking down a whole bag. Nah. You wildin', Melissa. You wildin'. You wildin', Melissa. No, no, nah, no. no grapes. Melissa, Melissa. I've seen people <laughs> eat a couple of grapes, a couple of strawberries. People, um, they're eating, they're eating the fruit like they're eating the fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I mean, you see crazy stuff yo. like that, and you're like, yo, man, that's fruit, that's, that's shoplifting. Yeah, they ate I mean, a whole crazy, ass but meal. it's true. <laughs> they, got, exactly. they got their own bowl. <laughs> got food, like they had a fruit salad in a supermarket. It <laughs> didn't even buy it, they just left. <laughs> You said they had a full salad. Yeah, fill it salad. Fill it up their bowl. Three strawberries, a handful of grapes, <laughs> a banana. Damn, I don't even need a shop now. I can just go home. <laughs> I was hungry when I got here, but not no more. Yeah, get out of here. Nah, that's oh crazy. God. Yeah, disassociate with them. They crazy. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean I agree with you, but I'm just saying some people don't think that's a crime. And it's a lack of judgment. Yeah. And the funny yeah. thing is, I mean, there, there's guys who do that stuff. I mean, they're they're on the path of success, think... and somehow they don't think, and they, and they sabotage themselves. I also you know? think like there's people like I've identified that really, they pose as your friends, but you know they really in the back of their mind they really want to see you fail. Like, do you, have you guys ran up against, had any of those people type of people? See, me, I, 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 I just, I don't hang around with those type of people. Cause you, unless, unless they're really good, like the talented Mr. Ripley, you, they're going to show you their colors. It's going to seep out. You're going to be like, mm, I'm good on this. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. and I, I, I've, I've, in general, in general, I've, I've always kept my circle small. As far yeah, back as I can remember, I've always kept my small circle. See, like the group of guys we have now, everyone's always, everyone's doing well, and everyone wants everyone to do well, and everyone's happy when someone succeeds. Unfortunately, I've been mm-hmm. around some people who, you know, they just can't, they just can't stand that you're doing good. Yeah, I cut them off fast. Yeah. I disassociate yes. quickly. The first sign oh, yeah, of that, you, I'm, you, I'm done. You, you, the first sign of that, go. I'm done. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do that. Because you know, you know, if you if you got you got people yeah. in your circle, man, they should be happy. They shouldn't exactly. be, they, they should be upset but, that you're I doing mean, good. There's always those posers. You know, there's people. <laughs> you know that they'll see my particular company no matter what company i've been in they'll be like oh they're laying off like you think i'm gonna get laid off too i hope not i pray not i hope god has kept me this long and he's not gonna fail me but it's almost like they want it to happen and so i disassociate myself from those individuals 
um, and have disassociated myself. So my circle is really, really, really small. You know what the funny thing is? I remember one time when I was, I think I was like 11 or 12, and this Italian guy, we were at um, a fish market. We're looking at the fish market, and I look at the, I look at the crabs, and um, there's no, there's no, there's no, um, there's no lid on it. And you can see the crabs. There's one guy trying to get out. And I go, hey, man. I said, excuse me, sir. I think that crab's going to get out. And he goes, he won't. He goes, why? Because all of his friends around him don't want to see him succeed. And I go, what? Ooh, watch as barrel. he gets close. I said, I, I go like this. Watch. He goes, watch when he, when he gets closer to the top. When he was on the bottom, no one cared. Now he's in the middle, no one notices. Now... As he starts getting to the top, he's almost out of the barrel. One of the crabs rips his leg off. Are you serious? I never watched it. Yeah. Let's hurt. Exactly. It's actually a true thing. If you, you ever you ever notice, they never put a lid on crab or crab barrels because they know they're the, the the other crabs are never gonna let him leave. I'm gonna have to look that up. But the bucket of crab thing is a real thing, and it's really sad. It's a really sad thing. Mm. You were serious uh, about that. Yeah, he's serious about that. <laughs> oh, man. no, they can't <laughs> That dude is a sad thing. I mean, it's a really sad thing. Ooh, I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, Kai, I mean, Kai, think about it. Like that one time you said, hey, man, I got a promotion. And I've been like, damn, man, how did, he's doing better than me now. I mean, I, that's a horrible thing. No, I'm just saying that about you. Yeah, I, I know that. You're talking about crabs, and you're saying these crabs are sad, man. It's, it's a shellfish. <laughs> Melissa sent me a picture well, no, of no, crabs no, no, that hurt. No. I, I get it. No, you no, were making a point about Alan. people. I know. Allegorical. Allegorical. Hey, allegories. Ooh, look at that. Spitting it. Yeah. Spitting it, son. Yeah. Spitting it. So the crabs... Nah, I'm messing with you. Crabs in a barrel. Heard it, heard it, heard it. Now, nah, but you know, you you know what though? That is that is a thing. I don't think that's necessarily that's a thing to look out for. That's like a a signpost. You got to be careful of that because what happens is I think is it's it's more subtle than the grabbing of the leg and pulling off the leg and the crabs. <laughs> it's more like I've I've seen. No, no, I've seen it though. I've seen it. I've seen like peep game. I was in a I was in a restaurant, right? I was in a restaurant. And the way the restaurant was sit listen, the the way the restaurant I'm listening, was listening, son, but I'm laughing too. Yeah. I can listen to laugh. The way the restaurant was situated, like these young ladies were sitting next to me and they were like the one was talking like right in my face, but we were separated by a thing, right? Right. And her homegirl was like over to this way and she was like this way like right in front of me and uh the one giving the bad advice so the one giving the, the one that was asking the question was like hey yeah this happened and what should i do and the one over here was spitting out the most horrible advice you could ever freaking imagine like she had something going on that was like halfway decent that could be salvaged but old girl was giving her the worst advice ever. She was like, have sex with his best friend, do this, do that, do the third. She wasn't saying all that, but she was basically saying all that, right? So she was doing like the most. And it was like, yo, what? where's this coming from? I think that's the modern day 
crabs in a barrel idea that Doc was spitting out. You got to be careful, but it's more subtle. It's more subtle than the than most people might realize. You have to have you have to go with your intuition. If you feel as though people don't have your best interests in mind, then you have to then it's be, it might be best to cut them off permanently or for Maybe a season. Not. Well, if it's like that, then it might be permanent. Because I mean, if ah, they trying to get if they try if they so trying to get you, your mind, huh? No, 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 no. It, it's different. It's different levels. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody's mm. trying to get you locked up. Or if they're purposefully, or they did just like corrupt-minded, or whatever, you know, like you might be on a different path than they are, you know. They, yeah, I might be going to the same place, but it might be different trains that you need to be on to take you there. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's like, I, right, you might be going to where I'm going, but I don't need to be on the same train that you're on. You feel me? We we feel you, bro. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe going where I'm going, but I don't need to be on the same train. So you take a later train? Nah, nah, nah. A different train, different tracks. Yeah, some people, some some life <laughs> yeah, choices. All. Some people, some people make choices in life that it causes them to take the scenic route. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They go. veer off, getting they they you know they were on the the the, sh- the shortest path from A to B was a sh- it's, it's a straight line. But nah, they wanted they they wanted to take that semicircles. It was a yeah. series of choices that they made, and they just came around this way. But they still got there. Right. But then you got some people that just veers off and they never get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's just life. Yeah. And it's all about choices. It's it's always you're always one choice away from a different life. That's that's deep right there. One choice away. One from... choice away from a different life. Kazu. Thank you. Yes, what's up? Believe it or not, that's true. Thank you. So, that's true. Thank you. Thank you, my it brother. Very, 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 very true. Mm-hmm. We have, we all make choices. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch gears and talk about um, what choices are we making to help others? Uh, lift. We're we're lifting them as we climb. So you all have researched charities. Which charity do you choose to discuss today? And I'll start with you, Doc. Feed America. That's my big charity. Um, I'm really into uh, making sure that people don't people don't go hungry. Um, it's really a shame that in a modernized country like the, like the United States of America, people still go to bed hungry. So I mean, in my offices, I make sure that we all have uh, food drives three times a year. We're donating back to the community. And if you do, Feed America's are very good. They partner up with a lot of food banks. And if you do have food in the back of your refrigerator, um, back of your cabinets that you're not gonna eat, you don't think you're gonna eat, and even if you think, you know, it just might be a good idea to give to somebody else, you know, remember, um, the food the food that you don't want, someone would love to eat. But Feed America is my charity. So um, how do we um, donate? You just go, you just get a box, get all the canned foods, packaged foods, um, obviously not fresh food, but any canned, packaged food that you're not going to eat, or even then, just it's just, just good to donate, and you just take it down to a local food bank, and there's usually a lot of them are run by uh, Feed America. And then okay. some, some places, depending on the food bank, like a lot of these food banks, what they'll do is on Thanksgiving... And on Christmas, 
that's where a lot of the food goes. They make it for people to have so they can have a hot meal on the holidays. You know, one church, one church that we always give to, one church we always give to, and that I always give to, um, um, they have um, they have people who actually work on one one Wednesday night on Wednesday nights. They actually no no Tuesday nights. They prepare the meals and give people um, a warm meal for the night. And there's another church that I help support. They do a hot dog Tuesdays, and what happens is they do uh, they sell hot dogs. The people can afford them, and if you can't afford it, they still feed you. So at least somebody's getting fed. I mean, everyone's getting right. fed who comes there. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice, man. And there's millions of people, millions of people that go hungry every night. Millions. Yeah. And it's a shame. And a sure. good and number a of them are children. Mm-hmm. And the worst part about it is, is that we got to start t- start taking the stigma away from helping people eat. Because what happens is a lot of these people, they'll have pre-prepared bags of food. And some people will take it, some people won't. And you have to understand, a lot of these people need nutrition. That's why a lot of these people have, sometimes they have bad teeth. They have a lot of these diseases, a lot of um, immune, immune dysfunction because they can't eat. And a lot of it would be corrected if they were able to eat, it, I mean, some frequent meals, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. For sure. I think, I think it's a big deal. <laughs> no doubt. Hence the reason you're passionate about it, and the passion is showing, brother. Keep it up. And after I mean, Doc Grant, feeds them, in great position. we take them and we educate them in STEM and STEAM. And so, so what do I you like guys to... have charities that you that you brought um, Kazu? Yeah, so we we take donations for our nonprofit. It's a nonprofit, so we we fund through donations and giving. You know, okay. I give, I give, <clears throat> my business partner gives, and we ask individuals to give so we can help educate and and expand this thing. Because I, you know, there's a a, a a a community center right down the street from my house. I'm like, I'm like, man, that would be a nice place to do some Python programming classes for these kids in this neighborhood. There's a school, Barack Obama Elementary School, right across the street from the center. Hey, set up something with APS after school. They come learn how to program. Nice. Learn, learn how to make apps. So these are the type of things I'm thinking about doing, and especially in retirement. Once I retire in three, four, five years, I'm doing that full time. So meaningfulpower.org, meaningfulpower.org. Go there, donate. And the money goes all to the kids and to what we do. And we'll make sure that we include these links in um, the podcast as well so that they're easily accessible. And um, Brother Rasbo? Yes, ma'am. Yours? Yeah, Northern Virginia Family Services. Okay. Um, It's local to Northern Virginia. That's where I'm based out of, um, the D.C. metro area, so on on the southern side of Northern Virginia. Um, Northern Virginia Family Services is uh, nvfs.org, and... I have, I have, I have a little bit of a story. Um, I volunteered there, um, and I saw a lot. The, um, the, the, the big deal is the, the little things for me. Like I, uh, I saw what was going on when I volunteered there 
you know, and it was beautiful because, you know, they're, they're feeding families. Um, but there was a time after my, my initial stint of volunteering there where a friend of mine fell on hard times and was lamenting about the cost of groceries <coughs> um, and, and feeding her child. And I gave her that information and she was able to go to the food pantry and, and pick up food uh, for her family. And I think that's when it really hit home for me how serious it is for, for folks that don't have it's no joke. Yeah, yeah. It really yeah. is. That's what that's what really that's what really drove at home for me, and um, and and that's why I bring up that particular um, organization today. So, like I said, Northern Virginia Northern Virginia Family Services, nvfs.org, and um, they do good things, and it's a nonprofit, you know even though it sounds kind of like a government kind of deal, but it really is just a nonprofit that helps out the community in this area. Excellent. Anything, mm -hmm. anything that helps is good. Yeah. Um, mine is Minnie's Food Bank. And I, Minnie's Food Pantry, and it's in Texas. And I had an opportunity to, um, uh, volunteered there many years ago, a few years ago, um, with a group of individuals. And the way that the individuals are treated when they're coming to get food, I've never seen in my life. It's just white glove service. And they, they really harp on making, it's already a tough time for individuals having to come to a food bank. So making it comfortable for them, making sure that they have you know, donuts and coffee and, and snacks and everything while they're picking out their their food and they go through this whole um, event of picking out their food. If in that particular day, it was raining. So they had us have umbrellas so that when the individual had their box of food, we took them to their car um, with their with an umbrella to ensure that they didn't get wet. So, I mean, that really impressed me, um, I think. And so I will always donate to this particular um, organization. So it's miniesfoodpantry.org. Um, go there, donate there, especially during COVID, they were asking for a lot of donations because as you know, people were really, really struggling. Um, but now we have um, a situation where the economy is is really tough. So people, like you said, Brother Raswell, it's for real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good conversation today. Before we close out, Doc, what is your financial tip for folks? So probably the biggest thing that we need to explain to people is net worth. And net worth is great, but the funny thing is, is just that, and it's what's what's uh, what takes it there. We, as we as a people need to understand what assets are. Like people think like when they have a lot of money, they go buy a car and a car is really valuable. Your car is what they call a depreciating asset. The longer you have it, the less, the less value it has. So when you take a car and you drive it off the lot and if you buy an $80,000 car, now it's worth $60,000, that is the worst investment you can ever do because you just lost $20,000.
And don't believe the hype when they tell you that, hey, it's going to hold its value. It's already lost half its value. It's already lost 20% of its value. You just drove it not even a mile. And the, the, the reality of the situation is, is that we have to buy assets that appreciate, like buying real estate. So, I mean, if you want to be a renter, that's great, but it's good to buy things that appreciate in value. Real estate is one of them. Land is another one. Stocks is another one. Because it's as great as it is to own um, the hottest bag and things of that nature, instead of owning the bag, why don't you own a share of that, in that company? Like, like all the news is about um, Adidas and Yeezy. My whole thing is, everyone's buying these Yeezy sneakers and not anyone owns a, a, a share of Adidas stock. Like everyone's wearing yeah. Jordan sneakers and no one owns a, a share of Jordan stock. So technically we're just being consumers. We are the, we are the, we are the greatest consumers of finances. And we make, we, make, we, make, we make the least and we spend the most. So and, and probably the biggest yeah. thing is, is that, like a lot of people say, you know what, I'm turning the corner and I'm going to start putting my money in a savings account. Don't put your money in a savings account. And I know that that's counterintuitive to what you're used to hearing. But what happens is the, the interest rate that you're getting for a for, for savings account is 0.03%. So you have to get, you have to put in $3 to get one cent. So every $3 you get one cent back. That's, that, that's warped. Back to what I said about buying a share of stock. If you buy stock in a share of Nike, I, I don't know how much Nike costs. I think it's anywhere between seventy to hundred dollars. So let's say you buy one share of Nike. Ever, the longer you keep that share, the more value it becomes. If you put, if you bought a thousand dollars, I just read an article. If you put a thousand dollars of um, sh of stock in Walmart, because everybody goes to Walmart, in one year, in one year, you only, you probably only make like maybe seventy, seventy dollars. That's still more than what you would if you put it in a savings account. And then you, and after five years, you probably would have made um, uh, what seven close to seven hundred dollars in five years. That's still more than what you would have made in the in the savings account. But if you put ten thousand, that's that same thousand dollars after after ten years, it's worth twenty seven hundred dollars. So if you can understand, you've made seventeen hundred dollars doing nothing with that money. So we have to be more judicious in how we use our money. What? What'd you say it was? $106. See, yeah. $106. I mean, believe it or not, they sell sneakers for more than their own share of stock. <laughs> so sure. when you think about it, if the funny thing about it is, if every African-American, and the thing is, though, when you buy a share of that stock, you actually own a portion of that company. Believe mm -hmm. it or not, if we had, I, I mean, there's so many, there's so, there's, there's so many um, positives to owning stock. Um, that you actually have something that over time, and, and believe it or not, everyone always says, oh, the stock market's going to go down. You're right, the stock market is going to go down. But guess what? It's going to go right back up again. Because believe it or not, people are rich for a reason. I mean, you don't want to buy stocks when it's, when, it's, when it's at its highest. You buy when at its lowest. So if you buy it when it's at 50, and then when it goes back up to 100, guess what? You've made $50 for every share of stock that you have. <coughs> Mm -hmm. You know, when you buy real estate, when you buy real estate, you bought your house for 200, 30 years from now, that house now is worth 400. So when you retire and you move to a smaller house, you've, you're walking away with $200,000 of equity. 
along with your original two hundred thousand dollars. You know, probably the the biggest takeaway is understanding net worth. Your net worth is taking all your assets and subtracting it from your liability. If you have no assets and you have more liabilities, you're in the hole. So if you have, like, say for instance, say for instance you're renting, that's a negative, but that's okay. But if you're taking your money and buying high dollar bags, high dollar shoes, you're paying, um, you're paying, like, say, a fifteen hundred dollar a month car payment, all that stuff adds up. So Oof. you have nothing appreciating in value, and now you're just losing money. So technically, you will never, ever, ever be able to be rich. You'll never, ever, ever be in the abil- ability to have to have ownership of things. Because if, you, if you don't understand, the best way to keep people down is to never let them own anything. Because that's why um, now, that, now if you look at it, when you go buy a car, to buy a car, the, the average car loan used to be three years. So they raised the price up and said, yeah, it's okay to have a five-year car loan. Now they've raised the prices even more, and they're saying, yeah, get seven-year car loan. Seven years for a car? That's insane. Why do you need to pay seven years for a car? And the worst part about it is, the longer you own the car, the less value it be, valuable it becomes. So your $80,000 car is slowly losing $10,000 each year. Yeah. So by the time it's said, by the time it's said and done, then you go to trading <clears> your <throat> car and they say, man, they come back and tell you, man, your car held its value. It's got $20,000. Wait a second, I bought it for 80 and it's only worth 20. If you think that's a good business investment, please, please, please come see me because you can give me 80 and I guarantee you I can give you 20. That doesn't even make sense when you say it out loud now, does it? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take that same $20,000 and roll it back into, another, back into another depreciating asset thinking you're making a lot of money. And what's even worse, if you get in a car accident, the value of your car drops even further. So we have to start looking at the value of a car. Stop using savings accounts, Christmas accounts. Get a get an index fund. And the next one, we'll talk about stocks, and I'll explain stocks and investing. But realistically, it's say your your money your money is actually safer in the stock market because if you look at it, when you look at MT MT cribs and MTV cribs, and they show all these rappers, the first thing they do is they walk out there and show you their cars. When, you, when they show you these um, Caucasian financiers, all thing they do is they show you their assets and real estate they own. We've got to change our mindset. Dope. Dope. Dope stuff, nuggets. Good stuff. Good nuggets. Thank you, Doc. I look forward to the next one. I learned something today, so I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate the conversation with each of you taking time out of your busy, busy schedules to share with the peoples on Girl Talk. And um, that is a wrap for us this evening. But as always, I see you because I am you. You have just listened to the Girl Talk podcast with your host, Melissa Ann. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Until next time, remember, I see you because I am you.